الحمد لله نحمده ونستعين ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا من سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مدل له ومن يدل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله أما بعد فإن أصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدى هدى محمد صلى الله عليه وآله وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة بالنار رب شرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وأحل الأقلة من لساني يبقه قولي Continuing a theme and looking at al-insan the human being, the previous few surahs speak about the human being the creation of the human being, the role and the task of the human being. And this theme it continues in today's surah entitled Surah Al-Insan. And why should the Quran not speak about the human being when from the beginning to the end the main theme, the main purpose of the Quran after speaking about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is to speak about that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created. Ahsan al-khalq Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Ahsan al-khalq Allah the best creation of Abdul Khalqillah, the most virtuous and the most blessing or the most chosen or selected creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is Al-Insan, the human being. وَلَقَدْ كَرَّمْنَا بَنِي آدَمُ وَحَمَلْنَاهُمْ فِي الْبَرِّ وَالْبَحَرِ وَرَزَقْنَاهُمْ مِنَ الطَّيِّبَاتِ وَفَضَّلْنَاهُمْ عَلَىٰ كَثِيرٍ مِنْ مَنْ خَلَقْنَا تَفْضِيلًا Allah inside Surah Isra, Surah Bani Israel, whereby various commandments are given about towards the human being. Allah mentions this virtue, this blessing which is given to Bani Adam. We've selected and given nobility and rank and prestige and honor and dignity to Bani Adam, the children of Adam, the genealogy, Sa'ir al Bashar, human beings. The virtue of Allah subhanahu upon you, the Prophet is Azeeman, is great, is immense. But such commandments inside the Quran, وَإِنْ كَانَ خِطَابٍ Even our speeches to the Prophet these are such ayat ulama, ulama al-Quran have mentioned that their meaning is general for everyone. وَكَانَ فَضُّ اللَّهِ عَلَيْكَ عَظِيمًا insan. For any human being, the virtue and the blessing of Allah is immense. That we, that we complain. That we complain about that Allah has not given a due right to us. And the Quran from the beginning to the end is speaking about this human being to remind this human being that his blessings upon you, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala The hidden element is ayat speaking about the human being that Allah loves the human being. Thus we find that certain hadith, in Allah yunadi calls out to the angels, certain different narrations, when we performing hajj, says, look at these servants of mine. What drags them here? Destitute, downtrodden, disheveled state. Why are they here? Allah subhanahu knows, but Allah wants to boast and show that these, this is the reason why. This is why the angels cannot supersede the human being. In a hadith of Sahih Muslim, angels created from light. وَخُلِكَ آدَمِ مَا غُسِفَ لَكُمْ 
Adam is created from that which we described from the Torah, from the earth. But yet you find that human being excels the malaika. Angels never ever disobey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They always obey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But why? Why does a human being go beyond the rank of the angels, become angelic in his dunya? Because a human being has the choice. The rationale, the intellect to submit to Allah. And malaika, angels have no choice. They have to obey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So that's Allah subhanahu wa begins the Quran by speaking about Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Praise be to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Lord of the worlds. And ishara that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, who Rabbu? Awwal al-Rabbul insan. The master, the Lord, the creator, the nourisher, the provider, the cherisher. Awwal al-insan. Because we mentioned the best thing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created is not just heavens and the earth and the sun and the moon. Allah mentions in the Quran that the creation of heaven and earth is far greater than the human being. But yet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives prestige to the human being. Allah said inside the Quran that we gave the trust of the heavens and the earth. We offered it to the heavens and the earth. They refused to take this trust. But who took this trust? <laughs> He's oppressive in nature, the human being. This is the beginning of the human being. That when a human being begins to forget about the essence and their purpose and the intent, Yamshi in a goes towards oppression, 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 oppressing their own self, oppressing other people. So Allah begins the Quran by reminding us He is, he is the creator of everything. Look at the end of the Quran. Surah Al-Nas. Allah now once again warning, telling us, seek refuge and aid and assistance and protection from the, the Lord of mankind. And in between the Quran, what do you find? Awul Amr fil Quran. Inside Surah Al-Baqarah, first commandment inside the Quran. Ya ayyul nasu, budu rabbakum alladhi khalaqakum alladhina min qablikum la'allakum tabtaqoon. Allah doesn't say, oh believers, oh Muslims, oh, oh Arabs, oh Ahlul Kitab, oh ya ayyul Nasara, oh ya ayyul Yahud. Rakkizu al-Quran, look at the language of the Quran, it's deep. The use of words inside the Quran is very deep, understanding it is. Why does Allah use certain kalimat, certain words? Hatta ba'd al-ulama, naqashu. Why does Allah use certain even al-harf, a waw rather than a fa, or ba, or thumma, or inna? Why does Allah use certain ta'tidat inside the Quran? All this highlights certain, some emphasis. وَنَحْنُ بَعِيدِينَ We're far away from this to understand this. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is highlighting, يَا أَيُّهَا النَّاسِ وَمَا خَلَقْتُ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنسَ إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ I only created the human being and the jinn for a purpose to worship me, to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Allah said, O mankind, worship your Lord who created you and those who came before you that you may attain the And in between that you find so many different ayah. يَا أَيُّهَا الْإِنسَانُ إِنَّكَ كَادِحْنِ إِلَى رَبِّكَ كَدْحًا فَمُلَاقِيهِ Again, khitab al-insan. You're in kadh. In, t- in turmoil, in toil, 
It's struggle. Continues for your life. It is struggle until you meet Mulaqihi, until you meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ya ayyuhal insanu ma gharraka bi rabbika al-kareem. Ya ayyuhal insanu ma gharraka. What has deceived you? What has trapped you? What has derailed you from your Lord who is al-kareem, the most noble, the most generous, the most kind? What has taken you away from Allah? Wa khulika al-insanu da'ifa. Man has been created in a state of weakness. And this is the general meaning of this, of, this, of, this, of this verse, of this word, but there's a deeper inner meaning of some of the ulama tafasir mentioned in such sort of nisa here. Because the context of siyaq is an-nisa. وَخُلِقَ الْإِنسَانُ دَعِيفَ أَنَّهُ يَمِيلُ إِلَى الشَّحْوَى Man will create a state of weakness that he will go towards desires. Man is full of tempted desires. They just need to be ignited. Any, any individual placed inside the right format, the right environment, or in the wrong environment, then their desires will be ignited. So the, Allah subhanahu wa knows the human being that is full of desires. زُيِّنَ لِنَّاسِ يُحُبُّ الشَّحَوَاتِ بِنَ النِّسَاءِ وَالْبَنِينَ وَالْقَنَابِيرِ الْمُقَنْطَرِ مِنَ الذَّهَبِ وَالْفِضَّةِ وَالْخَيْلِ الْمُسَوَّمَةِ وَالْأَنْعَامِ وَالْحَبِّ ذَلِكَ مَتَاعُ الْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا The beginning of Surah Al-Imran سُيِّنَ لِنَّاسِ حُبُّ الشَّحَوَاتِ What does man love? The covetous greed. What's that? What's that desire within the human being? Look how Allah begins. أَلَا يَعْلَمُ مَنْ خَلَقْ حُبُّ الشَّحَوَاتِ مِنَ النِّسَاءِ Women. That's the essence of the, Look at Adam and Sabjana in Jannah was in paradise. He felt lonely. He had everything in Jannah. He had everything in Jannah, but he was lonely. He was empty. So Allah created from his bent rib, created Hawa that he could live Tasqun for Jannah, reside inside paradise. This is the fitrah of the human being. The natural essence of the human being, whether it be in paradise, whether it be of this dunya, is to live in a normal format. And it's warning inside the Quran to stay away from these temptations that will destroy the human being, which Allah warns us about. But once again, the human being, as Allah describes, the Quran says, I saw the anbiya, wa khulikal insanu min ajal. The human being is hasty. Mayaspir, isn't patient. Hasty, what hasty results? Instant results, instant fix. Everything needs to be fixed immediately inside their life. It's the world around us. The digital world around us. Everything has to be a click of a button. If it goes beyond two or three clicks, this is something hard. But this is what we call dumbing down our society. That we've been dumbed down. That everything has to be dumbed down. The excuse expression that even Jannah is dumbed down. That it just has to be a few things that gets to you to Jannah. But that's not the path to Jannah. Jannah is being served. naru bishahawat. The fire being surrounded by shahawat, with, with desires. And you find that prayer has been surrounded by obstacles, bil makarih. Obstacles, you know, knowing inside this hadith, Sayyid Muslim gives explanation, what are these obstacles you need to overcome to get to paradise? So this is the beginning of the human being. The nature of the human being that we find that how Allah Ta'ala has described the human being. وَكَانَ إِنْسَانُ أَكْثَرَ شَيْءٍ جَدَلًا then you top it all up. Look how Allah describes a human being. It's always argumentative. <coughs> Ignore what is between one another. It's even trying to justify itself in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
This is a greater problem. That we try to justify ourselves in front of Allah. Maybe you can justify yourself in front of another person. But you're trying to justify yourself in front of Allah. That maybe this doesn't mean this is the Quran. Maybe living in a modern world that we live in, this, this Quran is a medieval book, 6th sixth, sixth century book that we find, an Arab book that we find. May Allah forgive me for using such terminology about the book of Allah but just to help us understand the context of the words that float around our community. That is it, is it really relevant now? Is it really relevant in the 21st century, in the modern world that we live in? That these relics, these antiques, these ancient words, do they have a relevance to us inside our life at the moment? And not these are words of Muslims. We're not speaking about non-Muslims here. About Muslims who feel it's about the book of Allah. And so you can see, Kitab Allah wa ra'a zuhurin ka'annam la ya'lamun. Book of Allah subhanahu behind their backs as if they don't know. Ramadan just finished. Look at the masjid. From Salatul Fajr being a full masjid, two rows. Two rows. But where, where are the Muslims now? Because we think we're super smart. We think we're super intelligent. We think we've done some great service to Allah. We think that we are helping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We've done a great favor. We came for Ramadan. We fasted. We prayed. We've done this. Yamununa alayka. And aslamu. They think they've done a favor that they submitted. The favor is from Allah that He guided you towards to being good individuals. And if you believe that Allah wants khayr, wants goodness for the human being, but we by our own choice begin to sway away. So that's inside this surah of Surah Al Insan, the 67th surah of the Quran, sorry, 76th surah of the Quran. This Meccan surah, Allah then makes a whole surah speaking about the human being. Is it not a fact that the human being was nothing? Nothing in existence. Is it even worth mentioning? That's what a human being is. That if you study the Quran in great detail, look how Allah always speaks about the beginning of the human being. Surah Al-Mu'minun, the 22nd chapter of the Quran. Surah Al-Hajj, the 23rd chapter of the Quran. Read how Allah describes the human being. Created from what? Water. Wabakul kalibat despicable water. Why does Allah highlight this the beginning of the human being? And then begins to speak about the stages of the human being. That's first to set the record straight. That before you begin to boast and brag about who you are and what you've done and what you achieved and what you deserve and what you desire, let us take you back to the beginning. That you was nothing. You was forgotten. You was unknown. They created the human being from We created you from the, the water of the man and the woman. Brought you together. And you became the human being. For what purpose? Why did Allah create the human being? Over all the rest of the creation, as Ibn Kathir mentions inside his tafsir, that his verse means, that Allah created the human being to see who of you is going to be best in actions, good in actions, right conduct, right actions. 
فَجَعَنَّهُ سَمِيعًا بَصِيرًا That we gave the human being ability to hear and to see الحواس We gave him the faculties We've given give it to the human being Just like the previous surah speaks about the faculties of the human being That we discussed And like this surah the Prophet Isa would read it Read surah Al-Islam means sajda And read surah Al-Dahr Al-Insan would read it in Fajr prayer Read these two surahs for what purpose? Ibn Taymiyyah begins a discussion about why, why, did, why did the Prophet select these two surahs to read inside the, surah, to, inside the prayer of Fajr every Friday? Because you focus the two surahs, once again, it speaks about the human being. Speaks about Adam. Speaks about Jannah. Wanna. And Akhirah. Reward. Punishment. And if you know that, that we find that the human being was created on Yawm al-Jum'ah. That's why the best day, the most virtuous day for the Muslim. It's Yawmul Jum'ah, it's the day of Yawmul Jum'ah. That's the day that Adam was created, Jannah was created. Adam was created. He was entered into paradise on Yawmul Jum'ah. Was expelled from paradise on Yawmul Jum'ah. And the day of judgment would begin on Yawmul Jum'ah. So all of these fada'il, all these virtues, that the person reads these two surahs and follows the imams and these two surahs, will see why the Prophet selected certain surahs and he read them. And he repeated them time and time again to awaken us. The fada'il, the virtue of this surah to recite it. Ya ayyuhal insan, the human being, insani, not just Adam, all human beings who've been forgotten. And he gave us the fact of hearing and seeing. فَجَعَلْنَهُ سَمِيعًا بَصِيرًا إِنَّا هَدَيْنَهُ سَبِيلًا إِمَّا شَاكِرًا وَإِمَّا تَفُورًا Now comes the answer. That we gave you this test, we gave you life on this dunya. We gave you a dahr. That's the name, one of the name, other name of this surah is a dahr, surah to dahr, time. Allah has given us time on this dunya, ample time on this dunya to use that time. You know, people just surfing through, flicking through, hours can go by, hours go by, or sifting through. That's why you, you find now that they, 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 before it used to be parameters that we used to slide down, it used to stop at a pace. Now you just carry on going, carry on, carry on, carry on going. Junk. Swiping through junk, junk television, junk programs, binge television they call it. That you sit there hours on end watching, hours on end, hours of end. And you know what the sad thing is? The soul is not quenched. The soul doesn't find any peace, any tranquility. It finds no rest. There may be some beneficial elements out there. We're trying to highlight the, gen, the general perspective of a human being. There will be no rest. Because the human being is not following the methodology that Allah has laid out for that program, that book. The guide that Allah has laid out, follow this guide inside your life. So then Allah then warns that we prepared for those disbelieving individuals who don't follow, who don't become, who become, don't become grateful individuals. That's what all Islam is. is gratitude. It's patience and shukr. Sabr or shukr. That's what Ibn Qayyim al-Jawziyah wrote whole risala. And iman bayna sabri wa shukr. Iman is between patience and gratitude. That's what Islam is. That's what even the ulama said that the word alhamdulillah, even the word alhamd. Allah doesn't say ashukr billah. Alhamd is far more deeper in meaning and perspective when a person says Alhamdulillah, ala kulli hal, in all stations, all place, all time. 
in always thanking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah inna rabbaka yuhibbul hamd. Indeed your Lord loves praise. Loves praise. So the person should, should praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Be frequent. Don't remember people. There's another sickness inside our society that we, we overpraise people. Not no question. Human beings, they come and they go. They come and they go. Maybe you may seek some inspiration from them, but a deeper inspiration. There's only one human being we mentioned time and time again is the Prophet. That's not gone from us. Because he lived the Quran. He lived the Quran. That's what we find. That's what we read about his seerah to see the deliverance of the Quran, to see that role model of how he was inside his life and how he warned us that if you don't become grateful individuals, what's going to happen to you? In the Adab al Kafirina, were we prepared for disbelieving individuals? Chains to go around their wrists, yokes to go around their necks and their bodies to be dragged into Jahannam and other places like Surah Ghafir, Allah mentioned to be dragged inside Jahannam. You know, the Quran, it depicts, it depicts the end result. You know, these people, they just depict the end result inside their chapels. God visit the Sistine Chapel inside in the Vatican. That's what they did. They depict heaven, hell. May Allah forbid they depict God, angels. That's what it is. It's just art. It's nudity all around the Vatican. That's what it is. It's no, it's no belief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that's what we're becoming unfortunate. It's just become Islam is an art. It's a display of love. That's one minor element of Islam. Al-Hub. Lillahi subhanahu wa ta'ala. Love is for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Love leads you to obedience. If your love was true, if your love was true, whoever you love, you obey them. You obey someone, you obey, you love your wife, you obey them, you listen, you love your children, you obey, you listen to them, you love your friend, you listen to them. You love Allah, قُلْ إِنْ كُنْتُمْ تُحِبُّونَ اللَّهِ Quran says, Ayatul Ikhtibar, Ayat Imtihan, Surah Al-Ibran, verse number 31. Say, so you claim to love Allah. That's what we want Muslims say that, wherever you go, Muslim, I love Allah. Allah knows I love him. We're not doubting that. Allah then says, قُلْ إِنْ كُنْتُمْ تُحِبُّونَ اللَّهِ فَاتَّبِعُونِي Follow me. Follow who? The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah will love you. Forgive you your sins and pardon you. This is the methodology. Don't follow the methodology around the world. Around. That's what religion has become now. Love is a personal relationship. It's personal inside one's heart. It's a personal endeavor between you and the creator. That's not what Islam is. The love that a person has inside their heart, it penetrates their heart to such a degree. It flows out of their heart. It overcomes them. It leads them to servitude. And then the good thing that Allah, maybe some of us, we have this habit of scaring people. But this is the only surah you find a whole cluster of ayah speaking about paradise. Read Surah Rahman, the 55th chapter, Al-Waqi'ah, the 56th chapter. Numerous ayah speaking about paradise. And in Surah Al-Insan, how numerous ayah Allah speaks about paradise. In the Abrar, the pious individual will be drinking from Ka'as, and Ka'as, Ka'asul Khamar. 
When the Quran uses the word text, the cup, the goblet, it's a goblet of wine. But it's a wine of sharab and tahura, a pure wine. That doesn't intoxicate the mind. The Quran, it describes words that we live with. Quran isn't far away. Quran uses language, rhetoric that we live with, we face inside our life to do what? To inspire us. To inspire that, look, I see these things in the dunya. Am I possibly missing out? You know the side point, you know many of the disbelieving individuals don't think all of them are upset about what they do inside their lives. Many of them enjoy themselves. They find happiness in the taking of drugs, of drinking alcohol, fornicating, adultery, music, whatever it may be. They, they find it a good life. There may be some of them there's repercussions that will eventually befall them, but they feel it's, it's a comfortable life, it's a good life. You're missing out on something. So whenever you as a human being feel like I'm missing out on something, then read the Quran. That if you take these things in the dunya inside the hadith, you won't have them inside the akhirah. You enjoy them now in this world, you won't have them inside the akhirah. You have to restrain yourself to gain those, that reward inside the akhirah. They're going to be cups of wine, kafura, ma, water which is cold, barid. Kafur is a, is a form of a river, a stream inside paradise. That Allah is going to give from that river that you find, if a dura tafjira, that from that river you find, it explodes. It continuously it carries and runs. Ibn Qayyim al Jazeera, inside his works of Qasida to Nunia, Thousand Lines of Poetry, he describes the rivers of paradise. The rivers of paradise. They have, they have no barriers. When you have rivers inside this dunya, you need a barrier, you need a canal for the river to flow. Inside paradise, it's free flowing. It just flows. There's nothing, there's no gravity to hold it up. And a person takes their cats and they pour their, their cup, whether it be a river of wine, milk, honey, water, drink from it. يُقَدِّرُونَ تَقْدِيرًا They just drink whatever they want, something like the Fasid said, they drink as much as they want, pour as much as they want. Or Allah fills, fills it to the brim for them, gives it to them. This is for the believing individuals that the wine and drink that will be given to them inside Al-Akhirah. وَيُطَافُ عَلَيْهِمْ or يَطُوفُ عَلَيْهِمْ You find that they will be, they will be brought to them. Food and drink will be given to them. Reclining in couches, silk garments, resting there. You find that fruits that would be close by, that the fruits that were, they would they drop down, the branches would lower. You Whatever the soul desires, you just contemplate it inside your mind and that tree next to you will just come down and you pluck from the fruits and the branch will return back to its place. That's how paradise is. In the hadith quotes that if Allah prepared for his servant, what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, and the real perception of thought cannot be understood by any individual this blessing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has sent down upon the human being. And then the sifat of these believing individuals, why, why have they been given this? Paradise has been given to them. We fear that day whereby people will be upset, be in a difficult condition. Yeah, that's what Yawm al-Qiyamah is going to be. A very hard state on that day. Because why? Why are these people being saved? Allah saved them from the evil that day. 
Because what did they used to do? إِنَّمَا نُطْعِمُكُمْ لِوَجْهِ اللَّهِ لَا نُرِيدُ مِنْكُمْ جَزَاءً وَلَا شُكُورًا They used to feed the poor people. Once again, look what Iman is. We've condensed Iman. It's just a salah. It's just fasting. It's a far greater spectrum of charitable action, of good actions, niceties, kindness, goodness, humanitarian work, charitable work, kindness to people around you. That's why you find in some religion, a person could be standing all night in prayer. It's, it's nothing. An equivalent to a person who goes and, and aids and helps another individual during the daytime. This, work, this social work, many of us have forgotten this, the social work of the Prophet How he used to walk about on the streets, engage with people, speak to people, show love, affection, kindness. Islam isn't this, just wear this garb and walk around being a miserable, wretched individual and condemning everybody that you meet around you because he doesn't pray like this, maybe he doesn't place his hands like this, maybe he doesn't move his finger like this, maybe his beard isn't like this. Maybe a hijab isn't like this, maybe a niqab isn't like this. And it sounds harsh, but this is the reality of our community. That's all that we do. Whatever we learn about Islam, we become this physical presence of an Islamic police state walking around people. That's all that we're worried about. That as if God has given you the right to make this tick sheet about people. And to authorize people who goes to paradise, who doesn't go to paradise. But it's a sickness that needs to be addressed because it's spreading fast, rampantly inside our society. Because every other person you, you, you meet is practicing a deen. That's all they're worried about. That's all they're worried about every other day. The question is, so-and-so individual, this individual, he prays like this, he does this, he went to this person, he sat with this person, he looked at this person, he went to this person, he prayed like this, he dresses like this. This is a sickness. A contamination within our own selves. That we're losing focus about paradise. That's why when Allah kind of speaks about paradise, He doesn't quantify it the way that we try to quantify it. Leaves generic actions, generic perception. Then, then Allah kind of selects. Because Allah knows the states of the hearts of people. He knows the states of the hearts of people. So, so He selects people. He knows who to select, who's deserving of paradise. So Allah kind of guides these individuals. And meets them with, with grace and majesty and bliss is given to these individuals. And their reward is what? Paradise. They control themselves from temptations of this world. So whenever a person controls, that's why even sabr, it carries the meaning of hubs, prison. That's what I mean. That's what you find. You're, you're a human being not by the strength of your muscles. You're a human being by your soul. You're a human by your soul. Conquer your soul, you conquer the world. Conquer the nuts. That's what you find in Prophet Ajahn pray. That you give me a good soul. Allah cleanse my soul. And you're the best one to cleanse the soul. Surah Al-Shams 11-12 All the way to the end that Allah mentions Successful is 11 oaths, longest oaths in the Quran The only successful individual on the face of this earth is going to be one who cleanses their soul Cleanses their heart 
That when in paradise, Allah removes ghil, rancor, ill feeling, bad feelings, jealousy, hatred. Just before going into paradise, Allah just extracts that out. Takes it out because that is the final element of the human beings. That final element of the human being is what traverses this dunya. Because the dangers of the heart, amradul qulub, dangers of the heart are far more severe than the shahwat of the world around us at times, ulama mentioned. Diseases inside your heart are far more severe than temptations that you, that you meet, meet inside your world. Because the corruption of the heart leads to other sins that a person cannot even imagine that boil inside your heart and destroy the human being. So Allah gives them this reward, it's given to this individual. Muttaki'ina fiha ala al-ara'id. Reclining couches individuals there will be. They will be in the, in the shade or they'll be inside the gathering of paradise. There's no heat and there's no cold. It's an average temperature inside paradise. Everybody's at the same age. Taqriban Salafino. 33 years of age, people be inside paradise, residing inside paradise. And you mentioned the fruits of paradise will be given to them. Then Allah then again mentioned, Then you find that there will be goblets, crystal goblets will be brought to them. Of drip. But this time, Zanjabil, of ginger. So when I said the first kafur was a, was a drink, was a, was, a, was a cold drink. And now comes a nice warm drink. Inside paradise, given to these believing individuals. And some of the ulama of the Pharisees, they said that everything that's mentioned inside the Quran, there's a replica of it inside this world. Except for qawarira min fiddatin. That these crystal glasses, which are made of steel, because steel can't be see through. They'll be so pure and pristine that you can see through these glasses. That's unimaginable inside this world. Nothing of that exists inside this world that Allah can give to the believers inside the akhirah. Young maids, young boys will come to them, come around them, giving them the food and the drink will be given to these individuals and requiring to mention wearing silk garments, green garments, and pure silk. Then Allah mentions, Then some mentions, then Allah gives them this drink. Allah grants this drink to them. So the first drink. Then we mentioned Kafura, then Zanjabila, and now that Allah gives them the drink. Imagine that Allah is offering the drink to the believing individuals. And other ulama say that this, this drink is not actually a drink, as we touch upon, it's the cleansing of the heart. That now Allah Ta'ala cleanses their heart for them in the total gathering inside paradise. This is what your reward is. This struggle. This struggle in the world, this is the end result of your struggle inside this dunya. Amalul qaleel wa jazaul kathir. If you look at it carefully, small amounts of action and immense reward. <coughs> Remember, we began with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves the human being. Small actions, great reward is given. This month of Ramadan proceeds, look at, study the reward that's given to believers what Allah gives. As we mentioned, وَفُتِّحَدْ or وَفُتِّحَدْ that the doors of paradise were swung open for us to enter. And now what's happened? The doors have closed back. And now it's going to be hard work. It's going to be hard work to keep on knocking on the doors 
until next Ramadan the doors will open again and Allah will make it easy for people to pass away to enter into paradise. وَقُولُ الْقَوْلِ هَذَا وَاسْتَغْفُرُ اللَّهِ وَلَكُمْ وَلِجَمِيلِ الْمُسْلِمِينَ فَاسْتَغْفِرُوهُ إِنَّهُ هُوَ الْغَفُورُ الرَّحِيمُ الحمد لله رب العالمين وأصلي وسلم على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه ومن تمسك بسنتي لا يوم الدين أما بعد. So he mentioned that his reward for striving is the methodology of the Quran. وتلك وتلكم الجنة أورثتموها. This is a jannah that you've inherited because of what you used to do. And that's a key element we need to understand about the methodology of the Quran. Is about belief and action. Those who believe and carry out action. So belief can only be a short span of time that a person is developing their belief, is building their belief for a short span of time. But eventually it leads towards actions. And as we mentioned, the righteous actions, the good actions, the pure actions, the sincere actions. That's what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants to see from us. That we make that struggle inside our lives. In a hardship that we face more and more in this modern world of technology, of temptations, of obstacles, of disturbances, that we have to overcome them to gain that greater reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't leave us in the darkness. That that's it, that's it, go, go and strive for paradise. <laughs> And if we said that we said that this Quran in stages upon you. Imam Sa'di Tafsir, he mentioned that use the Quran to get to paradise. Follow the Quran to get to paradise. Because then the following ayat it mentions that a person should do what? Then patience. So when you begin to follow the commandment, you need to be patient about those commandments. It's not one day, one month, just Yawmul Jum'ah, just one day, one Ramadan. لا فصفر لحكم ربك Be patient regarding the commandment of your Lord. And don't obey, don't get derailed by the people who call you towards disobedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Remain, persevere. وَذْكُرِ اسْمَ رَبِّكَ بُكْرَةً وَأَصِيلًا Remember your Lord in the morning, in the evening, the five daily prayers. Praise and remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And in the night, when the Master is referred to Maghrib and Isha, or Tahajjah, the night prayer. The Ramadan prayer, that was Tahajjah, that was the night prayer. Look at the strength it gives to the individual. Look at the spirituality it gives to the individual. It strengthens them. We should take some portion of that inside our life. Maybe two rakaah, two short rakaah before going to sleep. That you find that the ulama said that the cure of Riyya, what is the cure of showing off? Is ibadah asirriya. Is worship in sincerity when no one is there. Have moments inside your life. At the end of the day, ilmul muhasabah, sit there, analyze yourself. What did I do inside my life, in my day? Just sit there, make tawbah, and istighfar, ba'd al-fajr, ba'd al-isha, on your own. Read some Quran, ponder, reflect, think. That will awaken the individual. That will awaken the soul. Because we said that this, this world all around us, that it's just imagery world that we, that, that, that we find around us. 
that everybody's plastering what they're doing or they, they claim that they're doing. Sometimes there's encouragement inside, there's no doubt. But it's just become people just are living for that. That's why some of these people, you, you follow their lives. You need some of these famous bloggers that you find. They've been in such a state of depression that some of them have even said, I wanted to take my life. And here you're thinking that this person's got millions of followers, millions of views. But yet they're disclosing that there's an empty cavity. I'm not happy inside my life because it's doing it. Some of them, they even say that we get up in the morning and we plaster ourselves, we prepare ourselves to look nice just for the, for the world, the Instagram, the TikTok, the world all around us. The Snapchat, whatever it may be. And then we, when we close the folder, close the phone, just jump straight back into bed. Just to show the people. Just to show the people. Why don't we live a life to show Allah? Because Allah knows. When Allah sees that inside the individual, then Allah kind of guides the individual towards the, the guidance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That this is a reminder. This reminder, this Quran, whoever wants to take the path to Allah, it's open, it's clear. You know the Quran is crystal clear. It's 6,300 odd verses are crystal clear. A few hundred ayats, they may be in speech about, speak about ahkam, rules and regulations, and 600 or so ayat that we find. Apart from the rest of the Quran, it's crystal clear. You know the strange thing is? That I've met people who don't understand a word of the Arabic language. Just read the Quran and it's led them to tears. It's led them to tears. It's led them to drive them to come close to Islam or enter into Islam just by reading a rendition, a translation of the Quran, a rough wording of the Quran. Imagine how powerful that is. Imagine if a person understood the language of Allah, understood the Quran. Understood the Quran, understand the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, what impact have inside your life. So that's Allah rightfully mentions, Allah rightfully enters whomever he wants into his mercy. Rightfully, those who are the oppressive individuals, Allah enters them into his punishment, chastisement. Rightfully, Allah does it. So just as we began with Imma Shakir or Imma Kafura, whoever is grateful, Allah leads them towards the mercy of Allah. Whoever is ungrateful, Allah leads them towards the fire. Heads them inside that direction. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us all the tawfiq and ability to be that insan, to be that insan, that human being that Allah described inside the Quran. To find that path of gratitude, of servitude, of obedience, of love towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. To find that inside our hearts, inside our lives. Find that pleasure within ourselves of obeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then everything in the world will click into place for the individual. And even if it doesn't click into place and the person leaves leave this world, leaves this dunya. But the most important thing inside their life is bonding that relationship with Allah. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. Inna Allah wa malaikatu yusalluna ala nabi ya ayu alladhina amanu sallu alayhi wa sallimu taslima. Allahumma salli ala Muhammad wa ala ali Muhammad kama sallaita ala Ibrahima wa ala ali Ibrahima innaka hamidun majid. Allahumma barik ala Muhammad wa ala ali Muhammad. كما باركت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونك من الخاسرين ربنا اغفر لنا وإخواننا الذين سبقونا بالإيمان ولا تجعل في قلوبنا غلا للذين آمنوا ربنا إنك روف رحيم ربنا اغفر علينا الصبر وثبت أقدامنا وانصرنا 